First of all, it's a great pleasure to be here today as a mayor, as first citizen, and see the restoration which has taken place to bring this building back into life, to preserve this history. It's, it's amazing. Well done to Chris and all the team uh, for the great effort and work. If this, I think if this building had been left for much longer, it might have had a very different fate. But it's very important that buildings like this, with such a rich story and a rich history, are maintained, don't you think, for, the, for future generations? Absolutely, and I think it's really important to preserve the history and, and this building showcases and the way it's been redeveloped and the way it's been brought back into the life that actually the history can live with your present and future as well and, and you can have a different use of the building and still preserve the history and, and every inch of this building, the way it's been done demonstrates this again and again that history can be preserved and history can be used for the future as well. Obviously there is a generational association with this building and, and the nature where this building is in the middle of the town center which is becoming vibrant and will become even more vibrant I think for the next generation this building will stand out and they will start start learning about it what this building was what was done here but there are plenty of other buildings in Oldham similar and I think we just need to put an effort to somehow try to preserve them there are some historic pubs there are some other historic you know, business centers not developed, which were historically mills. So it's important to preserve that sort of like history and, and not sort of like turn everything into completely a glass building. Not that I'm against glass buildings. No, no. I think over a long period of time and for various reasons, we've lost a lot of uh, historical and, and heritage buildings in Oldham. So places like this, I think, have even more importance that, that we don't lose them and that they are converted. So any other projects and restoration, I hope that Chris is an inspiration to other people that might be thinking of taking on projects like this? I mean, that's where I started. I think there's a common misconception that you, you, history, you can't live with the history. And this building is actually good proof of concept, if you could say, mm -hmm. that you can turn in history into present and the future. So anyone who wants to come and get inspiration, I think this is the best place to come. My name is Hopwood Dupree. You're here at Billington's, taking some inspiration because you have quite a project of your own, I believe. Yes, we're in the midst of renovating Hopwood Hall in Middleton, so I thought I'd come over here and see what's been done to Billington's, another building that was derelict, as I understand it, leaking roof and yeah. needed all new windows and all sorts of replacements here, so uh, very inspiring to see what was done in such a short amount of time. Yeah. It's beautiful. I love that sense of history when you walk into an old building and can see where people once walked and moved and lived and you can see that in Billington's. You can see where people once danced and how much history was here yeah. and how many good memories were here for the local community. So it's exciting to see this being brought back to life and yes at Hopwood Hall we're trying to do the same thing and really have grand plans for the future and it's always nice to see someone who has accomplished something like this. So there is obviously a connection between your name and Hopwood Hall. Is, is, that, is there a historical connection that we need to be aware of there? Yes, so it's a family name. So it was passed down through the centuries, was a surname originally, and then uh, my great-grandmother, when she got married, she passed it on to my grandfather, and then it got passed on to me. So your family is the Hopwood of Hopwood Hall? That's correct, yes. Okay. So I moved over from America to help uh, in the rescue project, and it's wow. become 
uh, a big long project. What was it? Was it was it empty? Was it derelict? And, and had it been like that for a long time? Just give us a little bit of a background on, on that. Sure. So the Hopwood family had lived there for over 500 years. There are timbers in the walls that date back to 1400s. And the two male heirs were killed in World War I, right. along with 24 members of staff. So that really wiped out the entire estate. Mm. And at the time, the parents were aging and they weren't sure what to do. So they closed up the hall and they left. And so that was the end of the 500 years of history there. Right. It went through a series of uses over the next century, but off and on, and then it became uh, vacated in the early 1990s. And then unfortunately, it was attacked by vandals and thieves, stealing lead off the roof, and of course the water got in, and that caused over 10 million pounds worth of damage. Wow. So we're now trying to <laughs> renovate, restore, and bring it back to what it once was. Well, we would like to turn it into a venue, arts and education. Uh, it's just seven miles from the city center of Manchester. We're already involving many community members and students in the restoration process. But to operate it as a venue, it'll be 25 unsweet bedrooms. So we'll have weddings and concerts and film screenings and talks and also heritage skills training, all sorts of stuff to really involve the local community, but also visitors from near and far. So Brenda, you started my dancing world. What does Billington's mean to you? It means a lot to me. Okay. Yeah. What, what did you do when you first started? When we very first started, I was in a children's class. I was about nine years old. <laughs> and how did it go on from there? We started helping out as I got older in the, in the school. And then from there, they asked us to say if we wanted to buy it and we took over. Yeah. And then you and Dennis retired. Yes. And that was what we thought was the end of Billington's. No, it wasn't. Thankfully. <laughs> so how do you feel coming back and coming to my dances? It's wonderful to think I brought you up from a child and you've taken over. It's wonderful. Okay. And the people that you meet at the dances? Wonderful because they're all our people. Yeah. That I've seen for years. I just personally want to say thank you to Chris because without Chris, this wouldn't have happened and I wouldn't have been able to reunite Brenda with all of her past and present dancers. <laughs> I wouldn't have had the motivation to start teaching myself and set up on my own. And this is, again, the hub of Oldham. And all the people that come to my dances also come and have lunch and they support the other dances like Cat's Whiskers and the Northern Soul Nights. They were here today for the wireless tea dance. So once you get the Billingtons crowd back, they support everything Billingtons because it's a family. So Chris has brought the family back together. Chris, how are you feeling? I know you, you, you tend to underplay things and be a bit understated, but how do you feel after a year? I'm happy to be alive. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I am, I'm happy to, to see that the place is still open and uh, people are enjoying the space and people are enjoying the food and what we're doing here and they are excited about what we are planning. Yeah. How hard has it been? Very hard. <laughs> I don't think I would do it again. 
having me taking this on, uh, looking back, uh, I don't think uh, I realized what I'm taking on. Mm. I must have been crazy. <laughs> Do you wish you'd just stood to downstairs and uh, done the medical center? And yes, <laughs> yeah, I thought this is gonna be just downstairs, and I said, "Oh, let's do upstairs first. It's gonna be quick." Uh, no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't easy. It's still going on, and uh, yeah. You see, you needed to get the venue when you needed to get it, but in terms of your timing, in terms of what's going on in the town centre, it wasn't the best, was it? Uh, virtually a year ago, when you opened, all that work started. Yeah, uh, it's really affecting us, uh, the building, what we can get here, and who can get here, and the parking, and you know, every single day there's something happening, mm. and it's really difficult uh, to run the business in those circumstances yeah, even just, just do the basics never mind anything else just do the basics even to have the power on yeah. sometimes it's a struggle yeah yeah i think though now after a year and you've made a lot of changes you've you've, you've done things that you weren't planning to do and things like that but i think it's starting to find its feet and find its identity now I think yeah, we didn't. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what I want out of it. I said, let's try a few things, different things. Some of them worked. Some of them didn't. But I think we, together with the team at Billingtons, we just sat down and we evaluated what what worked, what can work for us, and how we can move forward. It's one of those places that once the the right people come in, they love it and they want to come back. And it, you, you, so you're starting to build that kind of loyalty in the place now. Yeah. It's very tricky because you, we might have one thing on the mind and then, oh, this will work. This is amazing. This is going to be really good. But then it doesn't work. And then you think, why it doesn't work? Uh, it's just it's the location, it's the people. And, you know, it, you, don't, you cannot predict. You've been fighting a battle of not just the expense and the work and, and the work that's going on there, but just the, the issues in Oldham Town Centre in terms of the nighttime economy or the lack of the light, nighttime economy, the, the, the preconceptions that people have about the town centre. I think that you're going, it's going to be difficult over the next few years while all the work is going on, but on the other side of that, I think there's going to be a very different vibe in the town centre. I think it gives us a chance to establish ourselves, to be the first one in the city centre to show what can be done and to maybe bring the new Oldham back on the map. Because mm. it gives us an opportunity to show people and uh, what Billingtons can do and how exciting the city centre can be again. Yeah. I think you said something before about people coming in and saying, wow, this is not what you expect to find in Oldham. This is, what, what, how did you describe it, what, the uh, way that people say? Not me, the people are yeah. describing it as it's too much for Oldham. I don't think it's too much, and I think more places like this should open. It's never too much when you believe that's right. Yeah. People love it. People so love it's not too much? It's not too much, people love it. <laughs> people love it. Congratulations, Chris. Thank Happy you. birthday. Thanks, I'm one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Elaine Gary, I am the former mayor of Oldham for 22 to 23 and it was my absolute pleasure a year ago to open Billington's, yeah. my old stomping ground when I was a kid. 
There's so many people with that story, isn't there? Yeah. Well, we were going on a cruise and um, it was November and we thought there wouldn't be much activity on deck. So um, we booked, I booked myself and my husband in for six dancing lessons and um, I was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but like I said, if I, I, I've got sent to a corner over there for special lessons. So when I walk into this room, I kind of smile because I danced when I was a kid and I tried dancing again when I was, um, when I was older, but it's not to be, I'm afraid. But you know what? You can sit here and watch them on the dance floor. It's like old and strictly. Yeah. And it just fills you with joy watching yeah. them all. Christoph um, has it, been an absolute superstar, uh, not just doing Billingtons, but supporting me as mayor. Yeah. Um, he's held um, a fundraiser in here for me and we raised hundreds of pounds yeah. um, for my charities and um, it was a, an afternoon tea dance and the place was absolutely full and there was ladies there with their old dancing shoes on and the sticky out skirts yeah. and, and it was when the music started playing they all jumped up on the dance floor it was, it was magical, absolutely magical yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you when you, when you go around well when you were going around in Oldham in your capacity as mayor, um, what 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 did you take from that over that year? The absolute goodness and how kind and lovely people are in Oldham. Mm. You know, um, sometimes if you go on social media, um, you can get the wrong the wrong feel for the place. But genuinely, it is some fabulous people in Oldham, kind. And the year I was mayor, I had um, my charities and, of course, people were struggling with gas and electric bill. Yeah. But, you know, we, we, we supported 10 charities. You know, that's how generous people are. You know, as mayor, you was greeted with so much respect. Yeah. I was mayor when the Queen died. And um, part of the protocol was that like, you suspend, like, civic duties. Um, but um, I was proud to be able to take the Book of Remembrance round into care homes and um, that was a, an absolute honour to do that because um, obviously like with Covid and the, going to the care homes and they can't get to the Book of um, Memories, uh, Memorial Book um, at the Civic and Libraries and whatever and they were delighted that the Mayor could do that. Well, as I said, I was here at the beginning and I'm here a year later and it's just going from strength to strength. And there's nothing that um, Christoph does that's half measures. No. You know, the minute he's got his fingerprints on it, you know it's going to be absolutely amazing, and that's what he's doing here. I'm here with a popular older baker. <laughs> You're all right. <laughs> You're all right. Yes, thank you. Would you like to introduce yourself with your real name? Jason. Hello, Jason, popular Odenbaker. Popular Odenbaker. Um, you used to work here, didn't you? I did indeed, yeah. Do you want to tell us about that? Well, I ran the kitchen here. Yeah. So originally I started supplying Billingtons when they first opened, supplied cakes and stuff. And then after a couple of weeks, I came for the grand opening night 
And at the time, they didn't have a kitchen here. Um, and Chris was saying how like, they wanted to start doing a bit of a bigger food offering. And at the time, my business had slowed down a little bit. So I was tempted to go back into some paid work for a bit. So just jokingly, I said to him, well, I'll come and run your kitchen fire. And he didn't take it as a joke. <laughs> and he said, well, come and speak to me tomorrow. And then the day after came and spoke to him, his office turned into a kitchen. And then the rest is history. Yeah. Um, and I was there for about six months. Um, I left because I wanted to go back to my own business. Yeah. Um, if it weren't for that, I'd have stayed here until whenever I retired. Because yeah. uh, I do miss the place and I do miss the people, but I did want to just go back to my own thing again. But you are responsible for setting the standard in the kitchen yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and getting it and, all going. Yeah, and then Joanna started, I think it was January. So originally she was my kitchen assistant. And then she now runs the kitchen now. And I think she does a fantastic job. She really does. She, she do. does. Because, uh, like, you, like I say, you set a, a really high bar. It was all great from the off. And it's, it's, it's still great. It's, and she's done a really good job. She's expanded the menu since I've left as well. Um, but, yeah, she does great. Because originally, when she came here, she always said, I'm not a chef. You know I mean, she was a kitchen porter at the previous place. And now I think she runs it absolutely fantastic. And every time I come in, she doesn't look anywhere near as stressed as I always was. She's always she's, smiling, yeah, isn't she? Proper cute, cute, uh, cool cucumber. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's a proper feeder, our Joanna. Yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I have to be careful, me being up mm. here as often as I am. Like, So how's, uh, how's business going? You've gone back to baking, have you, yes. since? Yes. So I'm opening a shop on Tuesday. Um, at Mumps, down near Mumps. Oh, brilliant. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Which is called? We're calling it Bean and Bake this time. Okay. Um, so I'm separating the business a little bit. So the eatery will still exist, but that'll be more for, like, events and wholesale because I supply places. And then Bean and Bake will be our retail offering. Is the bean coffee beans? Yes. Is it, so it's coffee and cake? Yes, coffee and cake, yeah. Oh, no one's going to no one's gonna be into that. Nobody likes oh, coffee God, and cake. Oh, God, no. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll see. Brilliant. Well, best of luck with it, Jason. Thank you, Thank you very much. Are you sending your business? He asked. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll edit, I'll edit it. <laughs> Hi, my name is Councillor Hamlet. I'm the chair of Alden Pride and a councillor from Crompton Ward. Chris has been really helpful as well as the team here at Billington's uh, with Alden Pride and we've been so grateful with uh, Billington's team and Chris um, for what they have helped and offered with Alden Pride um, this year and hopefully next year as well. What do you make of the of the job that, that's been done here? They've done an amazing job. The atmosphere is fantastic. Uh, the food here is phenomenal. And I think that the community is really absolutely loving what the transformation has been done with the building and the place. And the fact that such a great venue has been saved. Um, so I think they've done a fantastic uh, job here. It will be an inspiration not just for other investors, but I think it might also be an inspiration for the council as well to up its game and to show that uh, whether it be a private investor or public investor, that actually um, good historical buildings can be saved and not necessarily left to uh, rot and to the rack and ruin. Um, so yeah, I, I think it is a fantastic building and one that should be cherished for many, many more years to come. I agree wholeheartedly, and, and I, I hope it does inspire people because Oldham needs more of this, doesn't it? Oh, I, I can't uh, agree with you more. I, I think you know Oldham's really had a bit of a downward trend, um, and you know the, the 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 phrase and saying is is that when they hit um, bottom, 
There's only one way and that's up and Billington's is really showing one way to go and that is definitely up. Have we spoken before on the Billington's podcast? We did. Well, wasn't I a fantastic host? It, you were. You certainly were, sir. So you, <laughs> you, you, you were a fantastic, gracious host. And you were a great guest, I must Thank say. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, we, we spoke at length about what pride means and what pride does to the town. Um, so I, I'm really excited to what Billington's can do as, as a, say, uh, a space and a venue um, for, for Oldham Pride and for all the LGBT plus people in Oldham and the wider communities as well uh, for what we can do as, uh, as a whole. Because when a venue like this opens and you've got someone like Chris who wants to get involved in it, because he's obviously not from round here, he's, no, po- he's Polish, um, but he wants to commit to, to, to the community. And, and a venue like this and a person like this just adds value. And so like when, you, when, you, when you're thinking of Pride next year, you're thinking, it's going to be bigger, it's going to be better because of the added value. So every time somebody comes in with, that, with the kind of attitude and the motivation and the, and the, and the desire, it, it, it helps and it, it creates that, like you've just said, that upward momentum I agree um, but also I think Oldham and, and Oldham Pride it doesn't matter where you're from it's more a case of where you're at mm. um, and Chris has, has shown that, that that he loves this town and, and, he, and he loves its people um, even whether he's from Poland or even if he's whether he's from Rochester it doesn't matter where he's from it's a case of the fact that he's putting his time and his money and his investment into it and we cannot be more grateful for that I certainly am really grateful for his time and his efforts to help us and I think ultimately as well um, and and that's not just to Chris but that's also to all the Billington staff and to yourself Uh, I just think if, if, if there are people who even can offer five minutes of their time just to help a little bit, whether even if it's uh, Oldham Pride or the LGBT community or even just a little bit towards Oldham, they can just help the place feel a little bit more happier yeah. um, place to live. It's a team effort. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not a case of it's somebody else's job. It's everyone's job to help out. And, and Billington's, the whole team at Billington's is showing the way that actually it's a team effort. Um, so... I, I totally agree with you, Matt. Absolutely. It is a team effort. Yeah. All right, let's go. Team Oldham. Team Oldham. <laughs> I agree. Fantastic. Thanks, Thank Louis. Lorraine. <laughs> Lorraine, uh, you've been on this journey with Chris right from the beginning. Do you yes. want to just tell us a bit about how that's been? Yes, love to. Um, I was involved with Chris as his publicist for his uh, private medical practice. And one day he said to me, you know, you know, we need some more space and we need a new premises. Would you like to see it? And I walked around the corner and there we were at Billington's. And there was this whole building and oh my goodness, where are you going to start? And he said, well, the problem is I really need you to have a look at the first floor because look what's up there. And of course, here was the ballroom. And I think within a week he was saying, and so first what we've got to do is renovate and bring back the glory of the first floor and then we can worry about the medical centre downstairs. I remember coming in one day and if you walk into the cafe bar now and the back wall where the main bar is, I walked in one day and someone said to me, stop, 
because there was no wall there, because that had to be put back into a very, very safe situation, and it certainly wasn't. The snow was coming in, um, and, you know, that amount of money to go into the areas that you don't really see, you walk past a wall, you don't think anything of it, do you? Um, And then, of course, uh, I know that you are very aware of all this, that then, well, obviously, we need a fire escape. And we have to apply for this. And we went through all the red tape for that. And great, have the fire escape. Let's get it done. Here are the plans. And then what happens? Because Oldham obviously has coal mines. Mm -hmm. Here's a coal mine. Now we need to spend, not we, thank goodness, but, (laughs) um, you know, X thousand pounds on the foundations for a fire escape, which has got to go in. It must be there, but what a lot of money that has cost. Mm. Again, unseen. Yeah, and also just the the other things as well, like the extra money just to make sure that this dance floor stayed in situ and and got the treatment it needed and just the time and effort to talk to the people who used to be here, who used to own the place and keep that integrity. That's that for me, as much as I love this dance floor and that kind of stuff, it's 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 that connection to, to the past that I find quite moving. I agree with you and I do too. And and listening and being told that this floor came from Courtold's mill. Mm. So it's had a life even before it was here. Mm. And then it's had another life, and now it's having its third incarnation. And the stories, uh, someone just walking through the door, and another story. And you just want to capture them all, don't you? Uh, And it could be someone who uh, has been in New Zealand for a few years and has come back because they've actually heard about what's happening in Billington. How amazing is that, that someone would decide to come all the way back from New Zealand to Billington's Mm. because Billington's means so much and is the fabric of Oldham. We're creating memories all the time, aren't we? You know, I've been saying that um, I bet the bricks of this building, the ones that were here originally, you know, the music's seeping in as the dancing's happening. Everybody said that. I mean, when we walked, we walked, we came in and saw this place when it was untouched before any of this. And it was a bit of a mess and there was a couple of hundred pigeons living in the roof and that kind of thing. But there was, there's, there's an energy in this place and you feel it. It's tangible when you walk in. Even then in that state where it was cold and empty and, 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 and derelict, the energy in here is, it's from all the, the, those decades of music, laughter, and love that you can feel it can't you well it's funny actually because i've just got goosebumps now as you're saying that and it's palpable Mm. um and it's very very special and i think you know it's the sort of place that when you come in it has you at hello Billington's and the Heart of Oldham is produced for Billington's by Qpod. It's hosted and produced by Matt Dean with the support of Christoph Zemlich and Bradley Marston. For more information about the venue, please visit billingtonsoldham.co.uk and follow on social media at Billington's Oldham. The music is elevator music, bossa nova background music, 60s version by Les FM for Pixabay royalty-free music. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs>